Hey there, I have Katie Merchant with me. She's going to give the uh, first mountain bike radio update of the uh, Iditarod Trail Invitational. Um, so check back. We're going to kind of, I mean, it's, you know, it's not like they're in uh, the easiest location. So just check back. I'm going to try to get uh, connected with Katie to see how many, you know, as many updates as we can, but I wanted to get her on so she we could get a different format. I mean, you're seeing a lot of different updates. They're doing a great job on Facebook, and um, but you can hear right from her mouth uh, what's going on and some thoughts. So, Katie, give us the scoop. Uh, we're already you know well into the race, halfway through pretty much, right? So what's uh, what's the newest update? Uh, the newest update is that uh, we had um, the lead bikers charging into Huntilla Lake, which is Rainy Pass Lodge. Uh, it's Alaska's oldest hunting lodge, and it's, that's the halfway point of the race. But also, <clears throat> that's where a whole nother race starts, really. Um, the trail goes up over Rainy Pass, the highest point of the course. It's, it's in the Alaska range. A lot of times, there's ground blizzards. We've had 50-mile-an-hour winds up there. It's it's very exposed. It's above tree line, and as far as I know, in the last few years, nobody's been able to ride that. It's it's usually always a walk. I mean, I I used to do the race. I've I've walked that section in 14 hours. It's doable, but um, so the lead bikers left Pontilla last night at 1:19, and they're already in Rome this morning at 9:30. What that means is that it that's just over eight hours. What that means is that trail is super hard packed and fast this year and and it's it, it must be in really good shape and and usually Roan actually is the place where they actually really start riding because that's in the rain shadow of the Alaska range it's it's the interior climate it's it can often be 40 below over there and it's on the other side of the mountains and a lot of times there's no snow or very little and so the bikers are really going fast out of Roan um, they're I, they're setting a, a fast pace at this point. Um, if the trails um, stay that way, um, they could be into Nikolai later tonight, um, which is only 50 miles from the finish line. But you know, it's Alaska; anything can happen out there. <laughs> and, and I was going to um, ask, what's the forecast looking like for the next few hours? Um, you know, especially for um, that for that lead group, I guess. You know, it's not very cold out there. It was only two below out there, which is not cold for that area to speak of. Um, we've seen 40 below there many times. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's as long as the trail is usually hard packed and super fast in the trees, but there's more snow out there than other in in, in some other years. And and if the wind blows on those swamps, the, there's a chance that the trail can drift in. Uh, Bill Merchant, the race organizer. Um, my husband actually he's he's firing up the snow machine there and he's going ahead of them um breaking trail over into Nikolai, which is eighty miles away and and also the face of the rain uh, of the race really changes from here on because okay. it's pretty cushy on the other side of the range you know there's lots of lodges and the checkpoints aren't very far apart. Uh, there's actually other lodges in between our checkpoints. Sometimes you can get food again within 20 miles, and then it's another 35 miles, and and there's another lodge. But from Rhone, it's it's a really remote outpost. Um, there is all we have for a checkpoint is, is a wall tent. Um, it's it's very small, and and then it's pretty much 80 miles of nothing, um, leaving out of Rhone. It's it's very yeah. desolate. 
Um, there's a place called uh, the Farewell Burn. It's it's was one of the largest burnt areas in in, in North America at one time. So it's very desolate, and um, there's a public use shelter cabin. That's pretty much the only place to get out of the weather and get inside. And um, before they hit Nikolai. Okay, so I, you know, I was looking at your your latest update, and it seemed it seemed like uh, Jay Petterberry kind of backed off of what those other guys were doing. It, do you, I mean, he's been there before. You're familiar with what he's got going on. Do you think that's something where he just backed off, took a little bit more time? in getting ready to tackle this next section or is that just something he's just, you know, do, do you have any idea of, you know, from that perspective or is he just kind of doing his own pace? Uh, uh, you know, we've usually had in the past years, uh, we've, you know, Peter, Peter Bassinger, mm-hmm. he, the defending champ is way back down the trail and, and he said he wasn't in that kind of shape this year and, um, so, but he usually was neck and neck. In past years, it's been between Peterberry Oatley and Peter Bassinger. Okay. Um, these guys have been dominating the biking field. Um, Jeff Oatley is leading the charge, and he is being chased by three rookies. I mean, they're in their rookie year. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure why Peterberry backed off, if he overslept or if he didn't get his bike packed time. I'm not sure if, or if it, he wanted another 30 minutes of sleep. I'm not sure, but you know he can easily make up 30 minutes. Yeah, um, that's what I was. That. I was wondering. It's just enough to get that extra little rest and then not be too far yeah. behind. So, and then yeah, I, I think so. He, okay. yeah, I think he may have taken an extra rest or dried some more gear, or he maybe he ate another meal, and and you know yeah. he can easily make up those 30 minutes. I'm sure he he is still in the. Um, in that lead group, he's still in. I can't think of the word right now. <laughs> in the, um, yeah, it, it, it's my my brain's yeah. not functioning. No, that's fine. You have, and for everybody that's going to listen or everyone listening to this, um, Katie's been awesome getting on here. She has a million things, million updates going on. So I really appreciate her time. But yeah, so no problem. Um, and the the last thing before we go, um, uh, Esther. What's up with her? Esther seems to be doing fine. I mean, she's she's um, she's chasing these guys. She's setting a fast pace, but also she doesn't know what's ahead. And you know, she knows from from the pre race meeting and reading the trail description, but it, it's very desolate out there. Um, some people, a lot of people in the past, they have hallucinations out there on that section of trail because it's this far into the race. These guys have gone without sleep. And it's it's it can be very spooky out there and in the dark. I mean, there's there's um, you know buffalo out there, and then there's I've seen giant wolf tracks out there. It's just there's there's just nothing to be around. There's no no people live out there. It's desolate country. It's it can be intimidating uh, just to be in that element. But as far as the riding goes, I'm I'm pretty sure the trail's going to be really good leaving out of Rome. Um, the trail is, is most times is, is really rideable. It, it usually is where the bike race really starts because there's um, not as much snow. So I, you know, I think if she can hang with the boys, and um, I think she'll do really well. It just mm-hmm. depends how much sleep she needs. I don't know if she needs any sleep or if she can go three or four days without sleeping. Yeah, I guess we'll find out very shortly. <laughs> so, all right, cool. And from, from, I, 
I know from Esther from reading her posts on her blog that it it's always about food and she's always hungry. But you <laughs> yeah. know, there's there's calories to be had at those checkpoints, and you eat all you can. And and you know, they also have a drop bag in Rome. They'll stash it on their bike. And uh, as long I think as long as you can keep eating and drinking and keep keep moving, I mean, I mean, you can really make good, good time out there. <laughs> yep. And I, I mean, we're all, there's a lot of people pulling for her specifically. So we'll see. Uh, I mean, we'll all be glued to the, to the updates and see what's going on. So I, hopefully we can, you know, hook up later today, maybe a couple more times. I'll, uh, contact you because like I said, you have a million things going on, but, um, yeah. So Katie, I appreciate your time. Um, and people listening in, check, keep checking back to this, uh, same show page on mountainbikeradio.com and you'll get your updates. So thanks, Katie. Okay. There's a tale on the range just a little bit strange about a big cat they call the Lake Yeti. He's dressed all in white, he's a wild one, all right, but he won't come out till he's ready. Well, on the Sagamore Trail, or maybe the eastern side, Yaki. It's a party, it's true, we're all waiting for you. Bring your fat bikes, enjoy winter beauty. We got lots of room, and the trail will be groomed. Wear winter duds and ride your fatty. Yet he's friendly, it's true, and he's waiting for you. Take a fat ride in Cuyuna country. 